Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everyone and welcome back to my take on it with your angelic karma. We are live once again. Those of you that want to join in with me on the chat, you are most definitely welcome to do so. It is Monday morning, October 30th. We're already done with the month of October heading into November here. And this topic, what it was inspired by is the most, um, you know, outlandish thing, but more so than what we're going to speak about. We like very interesting topics, food for thought. Um, So that's not the issue, but how it was inspired is kind of more more of the along the lines of, okay, how do one connect with the other? Well, your angelic karma's mind is always connecting things. Now, this is what it was inspired by, by. I was talking to a friend last week. We were emailing. It was about um, romantic relationships. I was talking to someone, um, semi-friend like that. So it was about romantic relationships. And she stated that she felt that someone was for me like that. And I I was surprised because I felt that the person was for her but let, let me tell you about my mind and why i was surprised like that now i was surprised because of why i thought they would match uh both of them were african-american and i was thinking okay i feel that they will match not just because of that but because of other things also like that so not that i'm not but still that was that was the reason now and then she felt that, that his closet categories were for for me I was quite surprised. So the first thing that I did, because remember, it's been a long time since I've been with the African-American. I'm 50. It's been like, since I was in my mid-20s, way back then. And I've told you all about that. So I never really thought about that. So is, so I never really thought about that. So she stated it. And the first thing, you're a jealous comedy. I have Mars, Mercury, Venus, and Scorpio. So I decided last week, well, last night, she, she stated this last week. I decided last night, I was like, I, I'm going to Google African American 
penises like that because I want to see because I want to see why I didn't think that he was for me. I have my placement in Scorpio like that and I come on strong when I'm interested in some, when I'm attracted to someone like that. But I never the attraction never even came across my mind. It never even thought it, I felt that as if I was like it was it is be it's like dealing with um Well, that doesn't even cross your mind like that. Now, not that I don't think that, and I talked about this last night in the community tab uh, when I shared it on YouTube. Uh, not that I don't think that African-American, well, black men, not that I don't think that black men are hot or sexy. I do, but I'm usually looking at them with their clothes on like that. And my daddy is African-American. Daddy, what you all call father, what we call daddy in the South, like that. So is so I, I don't think about them in that way. I haven't thought about them in that way because well, because I was married and because I was it's been a long time like that. So now and and, and I don't, wouldn't think that they, I would just don't even think about it in a romantic way. And I wouldn't think they would be thinking about me like that either. Because I feel that I wouldn't fit the bill of what African-American men or black men would be wanting in a romantic relationship partner like that. So cause I feel that the mentality would be different. And I feel that what they like physically would be different. I, I'm quite conventional like in the body. What they would talk about conventional and what is held as um a beauty standard in the united states like that most specifically regarding being small and slim okay i've been like that all of my life so i really haven't i don't feel like i would be turning their heads so i never really thought about them as a not i've never been attracted in that direction even though if i come across one i would say oh they're attractive but not not feeling anything sexual so is a good looking, I would say that about any man like that. If I felt that he was good looking like that, so it, those types of things. So, so I felt that he was for her. She felt that he might have been for me, and I was like surprised by that, you know. So, and and hell, I don't know what he would think. <laughs> I think that she would be more his type like that, with appearance and everything like that, more like like that. You know, so is now it would be because I feel that I would be my like maybe a little bit more bland in a parent zone like that. I feel that African American women like they do a lot to themselves. You and Joe come ain't doing much of nothing like that. Okay, so and I'm meaning like with their hair. I would all throughout my life growing up, my mother and my sister, I would tell you all that they would always tell me, okay, do your hair like that. And I feel that and the only time it would be done is when my, when I used to go at my mother only up until my late twenties, I left my small town. I told you all about this on the podcast also. And we would go get our hair done every week. Now, after I left, Remember, I left my small town in Georgia. Then I came to Texas for a little bit. Then I left the country for nine years. And they'll be like, do your hair, do your hair. Because I, I do it, but you all have seen me in the Oh, Those of you on the YouTube channel, you see me in the videos how I do it. African-American women, they'll have a wheeze and they'll have their hair like, you know, done. And they'll be made. They'll look different than what I'm uh, accustomed to looking like that. 
So, and I'm accustomed to looking, face-wise, the way I'm accustomed to looking, because I grew up with a mother that you all know is mixed race, so not much was done with the face. I don't even know how to put on makeup or anything like that. So, other than eyeliner, mascara, she didn't even wear that like that. My sisters, I have sisters, you're older than me, they don't even wear what I wear. And I have one nine years younger than me, which should be modern. She doesn't even wear what I wear, like eyeliner, mascara, and things like that. And it's because the mother. Now, so I would be the one for them as, um, I, I was the one as in what we would call in the fashion. Because all throughout my life, as I told y'all, I've had a lot of clothes. Even when I was young in my small town, I would have a, 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 a room in my house that was like a closet. I have a, have always had a lot of clothes, did a lot of shopping with my mother. We were in the fashion, fashion like that. Now, but not with the, and then we would just go get our hair done, her and I, and then, but not with the face or anything like that. So, so I felt that he would match with her, and then my body's different like that. So I felt that that would be like, that they would be, have more in common like that. So, but she felt that he was for me. Now, I don't know why she felt that he was for me. Cause she would obviously know that I don't, I, I, my marriage and then the boyfriend before that, they were like long term and they were not with African-American men like that. So I would feel that she would have more of a history of always having been with them or only having had been with them the way it is common for most African-American women like that. So I, so when she stated that, I was surprised. Now I, wouldn't know if an African-American man was hitting on me unless he was forward and direct. I, that wouldn't be thinking, I wouldn't be thinking in my mind about that. No, so it, <laughs> so like that. Now, but when she said that it, it clicked something in my mind. So last night I, did, I Googled their penises cause one because I was thinking about sexual attraction because I have Mars Mercury Venus and Scorpio that would be something very important to me and when I was looking at the phone I was peeping at it I was like holding the phone back but peeping like kind of like knowing what a penis would look like but kind of like felt that should I be looking or did, like kind of maybe standing office about looking or surprised about looking or like not really directly like going forward now and i was looking and when i when i look it 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 reminded me of my daddy like that not that i've seen him nude obviously not but i was as opposed to it being um arousing me like that it reminded me of him like that so and my uncles, it reminded me of death, and they're African-American. Even though, obviously when I was married, I wasn't watching porn like that. Now, or before that. So is, but since I've been not with my ex-husband, I have Google things on the internet and I Google a specific thing that I like. So yes, I do like penises. But I'll, I'll, I have Mars Maker videos in Scorpio. I Google a specific thing that I like. I like watching men as they are um, 
the ejaculation is happening and it's thriving is the what I like. I like seeing that part like that. So so I'm accustomed to looking at penises. So I don't know if, if when I'm watching that and you can see the thriving part of the moment of the. I don't know if um, it's whether the penis is in the vagina or not. I'm just looking at the penis. That's what I would be looking at them. So I've looked at penis before, but I've only started doing this after we were not together. When we were together, I wasn't watching porn of new pictures of people. Or when before that, I wasn't watching porn or new um, pictures of people or anything like that. So... So, that's what I would be watching. And I, I wasn't, when I would watch it, I wouldn't Google any man specifically. So, I don't know if my mind or my eyes were going to what type of penis it was. Well, it would be those, those, what is it, GIFs? G-I-F, GIFs? GIF, GIF, GIFs? Where it would be moving, okay, on the video. When you Google it, you go to get okay. So, I would be looking at that, like that. So, is and then I don't wasn't looking. I don't feel that I was looking. At, I I don't know what would, would cause what what would I guess to, what would put my eye would pull it towards that specific penis throbbing versus that penis throbbing. I don't know what would have been pulling my attention towards that. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that also. So, um, maybe a few months. <laughs> but, okay, so that's what happened. I, I, I looked and I got that feeling of my dad and there was no sexual attraction there. Even though the odd thing is that um, when, when I... If I come across or see an African man, an African American man, whether it's on the internet or on a video or whatever, it would be I I would if they're attractive, I would say they're attractive like that. Any man, you know. But so what do you all think was up with that when I could say that they're attractive? Face. Not all of them, obviously, but not all of any people are attractive. It depends on what the eyes call attractive, and that's going to be different for every person. And body, but with the clothes on, like that. And the way one carries themselves, the way the clothes, the, the demeanor, um, the stance, the face, and, I, and they will be attractive, because I've stated that they were attractive, were attractive, like that. So I guess attractive is different than... Um, I don't know why I associate the penis with a relative. Okay, so now, so it would be those types of things. Now, and, and some people could, they could be, they could, be attracted to the, 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 the like they could be attracted to the relative also they're just not with the relative because it's a relative but I didn't have the sexual attraction like that the physical being turned on you know now so it was that and I don't know what that was about but this morning it brought into my mind something else and this is where you all are going to be interested those you interested more interested than about your jealous karma's non-sexual escapades like that now and 
this will be more interesting, especially you all that are in the science and you know the science because your angelic karma does not. But the interesting thing, interesting thing about science is that a couple of nights ago, I took another IQ test. I took one some years ago. Well, they tested me for IQ when I was in school in Georgia. I forgot what it was. I feel that it was, it may have been um, 117 or it was something with a 7 like that. Now, this was when I was younger. So, is... But then I took one when I was an adult. Maybe four years ago I took one. It was in the 100s. I forgot exactly. I shared it on the podcast what, I was, what it was. I mentioned it. And then a couple of nights ago I was doing a lot of readings. So I was like, let me, I'm going to take an IQ test. I need something that, that's why I make these type of podcasts talking about different subjects. Because when you're doing a monotonous work like this work is for me with readings and personal sessions and spirituality sometimes you want something a little bit more complex like that or a a, a, a mental distraction because boredom can set in because you kind of know what the questions are going to be you kind of know what the issues are going to be you know the answers you know what the people are going to think about the answers you know the resistance you know you kind of know everything there's nothing new that's going to come across your path and so when you feel that there's nothing new that's going to come across your path based on the experience of nothing new come across it, coming across it, it boredom like that, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't like what you're doing. It means that you could be, and I used to state this, I used to state this some years ago also with doing this work. I would get frustrated. I would feel that, okay, people must not know that I'm intelligent and they're coming asking me these Questions that they must not know how to use me for real. Like, and ask me, you ask me something like, like bring something complex. So it makes you kind of frustrated. So you have to do something on your own. So I go towards podcasts that are out of the norm, that are like, like that, something a little bit more mind and mental engaging like that. So I, I decided to do that because I had done a lot of sessions for that day. And I was like, I'm going to take a, a, exercise my brain a little bit like that. So I decided to take the IQ test. I took it. I, when I started getting into it on question three, I got very excited and happy. I felt that they were challenging me. I was like, okay, we're in chat like that. I was even did my hands like this on question three. I was, the adrenaline was pumping. And I was like, okay, now this is, they're challenging me. Okay, let's get down to it then like that, you know, in a very jovial way. I felt like I was being challenged. So I finished it and it stated that I finished it faster than, 93%, 92 or 93% of the people that had taken it. So I waited a, a couple of hours for the results and the result was 117 was the, 116 was the IQ. Now, and I was thinking, what if I would have slowed down the ticket? But when I was taking it, I felt that I was going to run out of time because I kept, kept looking at the timing. Then I was going fast because I liked the challenge of the time clock being there and ticking down and about to run out of time and having to answer the question. It was like an adrenaline rush. And I was like, I felt like, okay, now we're getting, now this is up my alley. Now this IQ test knows who is in front of them and who they're dealing with. Like that. You know, um, it's those types of things. So... That's what happened. Now, 
I feel that if I would have slowed down, it may have been about maybe 120 and no more than that, like that. So, but I like the pressure and the complexity. I have Saturn and Gemini. I would like a client, uh, which I, 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 I have a couple of clients, but I have a lot of clients, personal clients that are connected to me through my old channel that was quite big and they get personal sessions. A lot of them are in patron. They have those complex issues. It's with finances. It is, it's clients that are male and female, but they're dealing with, um, stock. They're dealing with inheritance. They're dealing with investment. And I like the complexity of that multitude of things like that and, and organizing and structuring. I like that when the mind is working with a bunch of complex, um, a, 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 a bunch of complex segments like that that's creating a whole. I like that. And and I would cut, and we're not even supposed to talk about this. And I would throughout the years get frustrated with the YouTube channel, even the old YouTube channel. I would feel that people are they minimizing my intelligence? Why they didn't bring me all this basic stuff? Like they don't see that I'm that, like. If I had access to a person like me, I would be like utilizing it like that. That's your angelic karma. Now, so not that I think I'm, I'm intelligent. Hell, I know that I am, but not that I think I'm the most intelligent, but I know that I am intelligent like that. And I don't know what people see or think about when they were coming across me like that. So I felt that I should have been attracting people that were like a little bit more different, you know? So that's what it is. But do we have a lot of those people in the world? Or in the United States is the question. So that's what happened with the IQ test. So this morning I, I woke up and this was on my mind. I, I, people ask me a lot about slavery. I guess they come to me with that. And we're going to pick up with the um, with the scientist that was talking about. He was actually a separatist. That they call a racist who's actually a separatist by reading the info that we had access to. Is where we're going to pick up with part two of that. And because he bought IQ up. Now. He's a separatist. Now, he would have to answer those two questions that I posed for me to decide if he's a racist. Because I haven't ever called anyone that. But I will. Like, <laughs> I will. Like that. But, so, but under this, the, under the, the um, conditions of what that question was based on. Now. And I, I even mentioned, we're going to go over here a little bit. I even mentioned in the community tab, the podcast after that, I, I mentioned in the community tab about something. And I, and, I, and, it, and I feel that in school, for me in my small town in Georgia, white privilege may have been alluded to. Because I remember being taught, um, and I, I remember being taught, because I, I feel that now, looking back, the, the, the teachings may have been more around classism like that. Now, because I remember being taught how I'll say that anybody could be a slave. It doesn't matter their race like that. Okay, there's more of a classist. Okay, that's what I learned in Georgian school. Now, so it would be in my small town. So it's more of a classist take on it. That is not about your color. 
your color doesn't make you superior to not to enslavement like that. You're white, so no, you can't be a slave. Or you're black, so you have to be one. It was more so anybody could be a slave like that. So, I, so, so it may have been white privilege. And even though I don't say things like white privilege, so I'm not on that African American bandwagon of how they think about white privilege. I like to distinguish myself from how they think because I don't think like that. The the white privilege may have come from, um. IQ also, meaning that it was being taught that white people that weren't of a certain class, aristocratic class, when modern times hit, most specifically modern times that are not associated with the South, is when whites that were not a part of that class were able to Ride off the coattails of other whites that were of the high Q or of the aristocratic class like that. And that's where they would be getting privileged. It would not be because they're intelligent or have high IQs. It would be because of the association of skin color. So I wonder if Georgia knew that they were teaching what I would call and what I, that's the only thing that I would call white privilege. Nothing else like that. I feel that they would have known that they were um, teaching that because they made that distinction between um, lower class, poor whites, and higher class, um, aristocratic, um, high IQ, intelligent whites. That doesn't mean that they were all slave owners, but they did make that distinction. And not in blacks also that were of that high IQ and upper class. Okay, that was classism. Like that. So those blacks were not going to be slaves, but other blacks would be. And those whites were not going to be slaves, but other whites would be. And because when that stopped, it was whites were lucky that were not of that class. Because that's what created the new and modern United States, um, especially in the South or even in the North, was now they could ride off the coattails. And that the privilege of just having white skin will make will, will cause people to assume that you're intelligent. Or to assume that your um is through your own hard work, energy, and effort. Or assume that you have a a um a very impressive pedigree, you know, because it associates you through skin color along with those whites that do like that. Now, and it began to exclude the the blacks that do, and it made it more about white privilege. That's the only thing what I would say is white privilege. Because in Georgia, pedigree was important where I was from. Like that. Be you white or black. Like that. And your pedigree wasn't based on your white skin the way it is now. And then we assume that you're intelligent. And you know, 100 IQ for the average American isn't intelligent either. And I stated that before I took the high IQ test. 100 is not high IQ. A lot of people that are 130, 150 may think 116 isn't. So is in the average in the United States is 98 for the IQ. And you can even go state for state and see what the highest IQ is for that state in general. Now, okay, we have East Asians. We're at the highest IQ. Okay, mine was a, a, a point or so above theirs like that. But I'm a speed racer because the adrenaline was most definitely rushing. So that's the only time where I would say white privilege. I, I don't, I haven't come across anything where I would call what your and Karma's mind would say racist yet. I would need the, um, the science, 
the the science guy, not Bill Nye, but the other one, to answer that question that I posed, and then I would decide if he specifically is a racist. Now, so like that. Now, so that's what I was taught. Now, so but away from that, and it brought to my mind this morning about interbreeding and 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 plantations around the world now because when i look at slavery i look at it as slavery now so it would be so slavery around the world the united states included and the, the I, I i felt that the practical um so yeah your angelus common mind went from googling black penises to um this this morning. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like, I don't know how they're both interconnected, but that's what came to my mind. So it was, so uh, is, so they state that the, the average IQ for East Asians centers around 106, and for whites, the average IQ centers around is 100, and that for blacks, the average IQ is 85 in the United States, and the average IQ is 70 in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, that's where the ancestors, the slaves, would have been bought that were sold here in the United States. A lot of African Americans, when they talk about slavery, they uh, or when they talk about black people in the United States in general, they talk about the whole of Africa and the diversity in the whole of Africa as if they think that the slaves that were bought to the United States came from all over Africa. No, they only came from one part of Africa. So it does, the, the, the diversity of Africa is insignificant when you're talking about slavery in the United States. Okay. Now, for example, if we go and get, if, if, if we're talking about a people on the continent of Asia in a country, like that. If we're talking about, um, let's see, Japan, for instance, we can't say, well, Asians have these characteristics and that characteristic. So that's common to Asia. And they have this diversity. We're not talking about the whole of Asia. That's a continent. We're talking about Japan, a country in Asia. And the Japanese that would have been bought here. That's an example. <laughs> okay. Obviously like that. So there, them all been on the continent of Asia doesn't really connect them because they're from a specific country in Asia. So they're their own people. They're just on the continent of Asia, even though there could be a similarity like that. They're all Asian, like the rest of them are all African, like that. And, and in Africa, we would say the majority are black, with black skin. Okay, in Asia, the majority have a look like that. But there is diversity within those countries like that, you know, 
and how they associate themselves with one another. So it, it, they they will say that in in Asia, because we're talking, we're going to talk about interbreedingness. They will say that in Africa, that there's that's where you get the most diversity within the humans. That there's a lot. That's where the most genetic diversity comes from. Now, people's minds have no other choice but to go into where that would mean that there's no interbreeding. No, it doesn't. Okay, Africa is, that means diversity. Diversity, why? Well, the continent is so big, and then it has a multitude of countries. Then the countries are, are separated into a multitude of tribes. That's the diversity, genetically. That doesn't mean that within the tribes, there isn't interbreeding like that. It would mean that if you have a country, and there are for example, there are 20 different tribes within that country. Okay, that's diversity. Because you look at the whole of Africa, the continent. So that's diversity in itself. Because each country, just because they're on the continent of Africa, doesn't mean that they're connected in, in, in kinship like that. Okay. You know, and then that's diversity. Okay. Because you got a different language. So there will be a different genetic makeup. The genetic makeup corresponds with the environment. Like that. Now, could we respond to our environment? Our environment does not respond to it like that. Now, and then you go in that country. The country is is, is divided into tribes. So that's diversity amongst the tribes. But within the tribes, they could be interbreeding. And that doesn't mean that there's no diversity on the continent of Africa. It would still be the most diverse country in the world. It should be the most in the majority of things. Because it's the biggest continent excuse me in the world so it should have all of the most like that it should be the most it in asia we should find the most of everything is the most whatever and the most whatever because they they're the biggest continents so they have a multitude of countries so you should be able to find everything there like that the most developed the most underdeveloped the most Wealthy, and then we had the most poor. Asia with the most wealthy, uh, Africa with the most poor, like that. Is that so? We should have the most. So obviously, it would be the most genetically diverse, but not genetic di genetic diversity the way that you would think, like <laughs> like that. It could be genetic diversity because the, the um because based on the, the size of the continent alone, that's diversity. Now, um. Just like we, on, on on North America, we have the United States, then we have Canada, we have I guess Mex is Mexico including North America. I, I would feel that it would be. I don't know. It, Mexico could be either or, right? So is I'm not sure, but we so North America, Canada, and the United States. That's diversity. Not a lot because that's that's two countries, but it would be, but it's still diverse. Um, it, it would be genetically, it would be diverse like that. Now, not much because it's only two. And North America isn't a huge continent. So, and we're not divided into tribes. And even that's why they say the there's a lot of diversity here in the United States. Because we have people from all over the world. 
And that's, that's the diversity. So with Africa, it will be, we have 23 countries. So it will be, um, so that's diversity. North America is diverse like that, but not the way that Africa is. Africa is huge. It will have the most diversity because and then among, within the tribes, they could be interbreeding like that. So it would be, but it, the country would still be diverse because the, the next tribe would stay within themselves. So it keeps that diversity alive um, compared to the other tribes that they're amongst. Understand? And then you have to go to a different country. It'll be tribes there. They can interbreed with one another, but they'll still be different than the other tribes around them. So it would keep diverse. And then you have people in Africa, small tribes that are undiscovered or newly discovered or they're away from other people, they will be having the most diverse genetics because they're away from other people, but they could be in, in breeding amongst themselves like that. It could be that. The only time you're not going to have, in, so there could be interbredness, inbreeding, inbreededness amongst, um, and then there could still be genetic, genetic diversity. The only time you're not going to have interbreeding is if it's a strict part of the culture that that is not allowed. Now, all humans, despite before they um, divide themselves off into clans, they interbreed, inbreed it, okay? Now, it could have been for survival. It could have been um, for the... It could have been due to the mental aptitude not being evolved enough to understand the, um, the effects that could be negative regarding inbreeding. So that could have been a reason why they did it. They would have learned that after certain types of children would have been bored or not surviving. So it, it, so it could have been those types of things. Then in modern societies, we all know to keep wealth in families. They would be inbreeding. Others that were not wealthy but were poor, they would be inbreeding also. Now, so it depends on the cultures and what they think about that. Now, and their reason for inbreeding, and, and, and it also would depend on when, before humans became modern, and it would depend on just raw, carnal natures, and it didn't matter if you were the daughter, if you were the um, son, if you were the cousin. It was just about uh, the man pointing and telling you to bend over and the sex happened. You know, because they... It, it 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 would be different. Could uh, humans were wild and barbaric before they became civilized and what we call human today, like that. So we're going to go to the demo demography, demography, inbreeding, and genetic disorders, and we're gonna um. Those of you that are into, that know the science and all of that, you will know more about this than we do. And most definitely you will know more about than your agenda comedy does. And is the demography here. And, and it states, if inbreeding practices persist, genetic disorders will account for an ever-increasing proportion of disease and childhood morbidity worldwide, according to a report in Science. 
The study found that some of the world's fastest growing populations run a high risk of birth defects, infant mortality, and other bad effects that can result when near relatives marry and procreate. Hundreds of millions do. In vast proportions of West Asia, Southern India, and Sub-Saharan Africa, 20 to 50% of all marriages occur between persons who are related as second cousins or closer. And that's as of 1991 when this article was written. We have to see what's happening in 2023. So it's a part of the culture's there. So your Angelus Karma's mind this morning before she came across this information was thinking that um, during slavery around the world, when, when the slave owners needed to multiply their slave um, docket, that the first thought or practices, and this could not be correct, but this is what came to my mind, would have been breeding the slaves amongst one another. And that included maybe cousins, or it would have become to include cousins. It may have included parent-child, it may have included cousins, like that. Now, as opposed to spending money on new slaves to populate the, the, the docket. Now, because remember, it would have been about the practicalities of investing money into the slaves and having to take care of the slave in the return on investment regarding whatever the slaves were needed for. Now, and remember when you're in Karma talks about slavery, she says not just talking about the United States. I'm talking about, I talk about slavery in general because to me it's just slavery. Now, if we want to put the United States in it, your angelic karma's mind was, well, maybe that can account for the IQ being low. But this right here shows that in sub-Saharan Africa, the IQ is, was already low. Now, because it states that it's lower than that of Americans that are African-American. It states, around the world, the average IQ for East Asians centers around 106. That for whites, it centers 100. And that for blacks, about 85. And in the United, in the United States, the average IQ for blacks is 85. And I spoke that degrees don't make you intelligent. That's formal education. That's when you went to school and they put the information into you. Now, I talked about that some years ago. Uh, regarding something now so IQ is based on ones in eight like that okay now so and then then they separate it and state they state that for blacks in the United States the average IQ is 85 and it's 70 in sub-saharan Africa now they state that for Africans, that, that for sub-Saharan Africans or Africans on the whole that have not been formally educated in school, the average IQ is 70, that have not is 71. And those that have been formally educated in school, it would be 78 like that. Now, or is it in this, you know, so because they're talking about in eight. Now... Your Karma's mind this morning woke up thinking that maybe it was in a breeding and it may have created a genetic 
mental disorders that tampered with what would have been innate as opposed to giving them physical disorders regarding health and the genetic diseases that could come regarding um, inbreeding. Because whenever we think about inbreeding, we think about physical disorders like that. We think about mental disorders also, but we think about them to the extent of maybe mental retardation. Now, let's look at mental retardation. And IQ. By significant cognitive deficits, which has been, has been established through the standardized measure of intelligence, in particular with an IQ score below 70. Um, let's see. Let me make this. I have my glasses on, but I'm still going to have to make it, make it um, wider. Two standard deviations below the mean of 100 in the population and also by significant deficits in functional and adaptive skills. So below 70 is mental retardation is what they're stating. Now, with IQ tests. So let's look at that for a moment. The DSM classifies mental retardation in the four stages based on severe, severity. Mild IQ score of 50 to 55 to approximately 70. So mild retardation is the IQ score of 50 to 55 to approximately 70. The moderate IQ of 30, IQ of 30 to 35 to 50 to 55 is moderate um, retardation. Severe is the IQ score of 20 to 25 to 35 to 40. And profound retardation is the IQ score of less than 20 to 25. So that means that in sub-Saharan Africa, with the IQ scores based on the DSM that decides mental retardation, uh, mental health like that, it is, that's what the functioning would be around that area of, of um, mild mental retardation. And remember, IQ score is in eight before the formal education. Okay. Because I had a discussion, this is just a different topic all in, in itself, about, I believe, and I don't know um, what the science says on it, about, I've, I've talked about humans, I'm, me believing that they are born with, a certain degree of intelligence or likelihood of being intelligent, meaning what is innate. Okay, you know, is what it is. Is what I was talking about. So, about genetics. And they states that, and they state that 
they found that studies have found a heritability of IQ between 57% and 73%. That the IQ is inherited. It, there's a 57% and 73% chance that the IQ is inherited. And some recent studies that show that 80% of your IQ, meaning your innate intelligence, is inherited. That's what recent studies show. And it will have to be, because we look at geniuses, those that have IQ, what, 150, 160. Okay, it's not about the formal education and them going to school and people putting the information into them and it causes you to become a genius. No, they're outperforming their peers at early ages. So it's, intelligence is innate. IQ is, um, IQ is innate. Intelligence is innate. And then, as I stated, your angelic karma feels that your environment, it can, um, well, usually, if, if, if your environment is pushing themselves and their way and their thought process onto you, thought process onto you, and they're not intelligent, okay, there you go. But if, if your intelligence still and you're amongst that type of environment, you will not be impressionable. Because you have an innate um, individual independence. Psychologically, you would have that. Okay, uh, for example, I'm pretty sure, well, I, well, my, on my side of the family, I always was able to do what I want to do. Like that, they didn't teach me anything about being black or being whatever or doing that or being whatever and they're this and they're that and that means that I'm that or this. They didn't do any of that. Now, so I wasn't impressed upon. They didn't put their stuff onto me. And even when they, if they would have, I would have had my own mind. Okay, you know, to come to my own conclusions. So, I, I do believe that, so we can never say that IQ is, is disproved, that it doesn't matter, because we will, say, we will say that geniuses don't exist, and geniuses are taught to be geniuses. No, they're not. If they have an IQ, because why they outperforming um, kids their age when they're younger? Before the information of school is put into their minds. Okay. You know. An educated mind by a school system is a tampered with mind. But people of high IQ is hard to tamper with their mind. Because they're not going to be impressionable. You can't put your thoughts and force it on the down. Or uh, force them to think the way that you think. Because they're always going to dig, dig a little deeper. Because their mind is going to tell them to. So, uh, so let's, let's fast forward that because we keep getting off topic, but everything is interconnected still. So I was thinking that, 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 the, that the possibility of slavery around the world, including the United States, and maybe they, they were inbreeding, but I just disproved by speaking out loud that no, even if that was happening, it wouldn't affect, wouldn't have um, created an effect mentally a defect mentally that may have already been there because it, it just would have continued that defect mentally. 
if we're talking about IQ, because they want to be breeding them amongst one another. Because I talked some years ago, also on a podcast about, in I don't know what society, I, well, I, I was just, it may have just been me stating this, that I, I feel that throughout history, breeding was happening to create humans that were super intelligent. And, and that um, maybe, I don't know what, this just came into my mind when I was talking about it. It just had came into my mind that the possibility of that having had happen happened with um, people experimenting scientifically, intelligent people experimenting scientifically on humans. I was thinking that my mind was telling me that that was a possibility that, that had happened, and they may have been trying to create a superior um, race of humans by breeding intelligent humans together. And, and by breeding humans that had certain qualities and characteristics together to try to create a superhuman race that would ensure the continuum of the human race. I feel that science may have done that at some stage in time. So by speaking out loud, I just disproved my own theory of that that could be the case for um, IQs. IQ could stay within a demographic if they keep breeding amongst themselves. Some people may want them to keep breeding amongst themselves so that that IQ can stay in that demographic. Now, that's where the scientist comes in that is a separatist. I feel that that will correspond. What do you all think or what he was stating? Now, so the correctness of that, who knows? Just like um, having a child with a genius or two geniuses having children, it doesn't mean that there's a high chance that the child will be a genius, but it means that there's a closer chance that they may be. <laughs> And the high chance that it might be, you know, and, 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 you know, it is those types of things. And what would they create for the culture? What would they create for the family? What would that create for society? Even if we go back to a phrase that I'm, I'm going to forever hold, um, specific people to that as a race to how I measure their intelligence. What did they state with the last podcast? They stated, um, this guy's. African, and that was the stupidest phrase I've ever heard in my life. That's supposed to come from modern people, and I was like, I'm not even going to be able to look at you the same for even stating that phrase, and, you know, because it tells a lot about the lack of intelligence. You know, is they were calling misraced people um, um, disguised African, and they were running scared or they were panicking. It, it reminds me of a bunch of village idiots. And, you know, it's like heading for the hills. It, it would be, so that tells a lot about their IQ. So, because we could have been conditioned to believe that those of the average 100 IQ in the United States were intelligent because they outnumber others by sheer numbers. That could come across with the white privilege. That's what any type of white privilege would have been. I feel that in Georgia, in the school system, that's what they were alluding to, but they were classes. Uh, um, I feel that I did, it was a classes mentality, which I'm in alignment with the classes mentality. Innately, I feel that that's correct. Now, so innately, I feel that, because I've looked at that also, and I feel that that's correct, but it wouldn't, a lot of people that's against the classism is because they wouldn't be able to ride on the on the coattails of those that share a color with them, they would lose their privilege, and um, and privilege wouldn't be based on color and race. It would be based on um, pedigree. 
like that. And um, in a ability IQ score of the individual as opposed to average IQ score as the race, like that. So that wouldn't work for them either. So that's why they will be not proponents of classes because what would it mean for them? They would know what they came from and they would know that their whiteness is the only thing that keeps them in the, uh, in, not even in the upper class, but in a certain um, class, that's the only thing white privilege would be for me. Um, but it gives people a standing in society that otherwise wouldn't have not have had one and didn't have one. Now, so, but see, I know who I am and I know my own pedigree and I know my own innate ability and I know my own intelligence. So, and, and no matter what people group themselves as in riding on the coattails or what they aren't based on their own intelligence, their own pedigree that puts them in certain boxes, it's not going to affect your angelic karma that never has like that. So it would be those types of things. So what do you all think about that? Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.